Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 88. Want some neck candy? I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Brad as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. 88? Wow, 88. That's amazing. Yeah, and I have a few more scheduled for, I can go up to 98 by the end of this month. <laughs> really? I like to record ahead of schedule. That's that's my thing. Podcast blows up or what? Like what what happens when you hit 100? Oh, well, that's a special thing where I have all my previous guests ask me any question they want. So that's going to be like a bonus episode. But then I'm just going to keep going. That's the idea. I just keep on going. There's no I'm not making a lot of views, no money. And just for fun, I like to talk to people. But yes, eventually that episode is going to come up sooner than later. But today it's about you, Brad, the amazing Brad and the amazing hobby you had and i haven't had anybody anybody like this yet so which is perfect but before we jump into that i'm sure people would love to know who is brad oh uh, many people would love to know <laughs> brad including brad um <laughs> uh, i'm brad um i also host a bunch of podcasts um that i've put together uh me and my husband uh do a podcast um so he gladly uh he's the more technical side so he uh he got us sounding okay today and um and uh i'm just a kind of a midwest uh you know i don't know i don't even know how to describe me um funny sarcastic at times uh quick-witted um handsome man about town i don't know what how you want to describe me um but uh um whatever i'm just uh i'm happy to be here talking about what we're going to be talking about well i guess the better question to ask you is who isn't brad because you just named everything else <laughs> who isn't brad um someone who is is not uh you know uh that likes to exclude people i like to be inclusive i like to a hodgepodge of a bunch of stuff i don't know i don't even know who i am you know what you're the perfect guest for this podcast that's exactly who you are <laughs> But yes, before we jump into the topic of today as well, does Brad or yourself, I'm going to start referring to you as a different person. I'm just going to say, do you have any social media links or websites or projects you'd like to share? Even your podcast, you're more than welcome to share that. Um, I just finished up uh, four seasons of, of a podcast I did with my best friend called ABC D-Bags. Basically, uh, it was, uh, we don't do it anymore. We actually just finished this month. Uh, we take a letter of the alphabet and um, we build the episode around that letter. So, for example, for E, we did E for elevators at one time. So we actually did podcasts in elevators. Each episode is different. So it's quite crazy. But we uh, we we decided to end that after about 100 uh, or so episodes. I also do a podcast with my uh, my husband called The Deuces Podcast. It is uh, basically uh, we only do uh, movie reviews of the second in sequels of podcast. Hence the deuce. I'm sorry, but those are awesome topics. I love the the originality of both those podcasts. Um, I'm I, I, like I said, I finished the ABCD bags podcast. I'm actually in the process of starting and releasing soon a new podcast called At Sixes and Sevens. Um, it's kind of a weird variety kind of sketch interview slash i'll play sounds of things i'll just do weird stuff and um it's just basically 15 minutes kind of of quick kind of sketches improvs music interviews whatnot so it's uh i'm quite uh I'm quite fascinated by this and i'm kind of scared at the same time but uh i can't wait for it man i'm so i'm so pumped up i love people who like step out of like the the norm of podcasting and try different things. Okay. You know, you got, you got yourself a new listener right there. 
for all three. And uh, nice. is there any social media links where people could come follow you and see your progress? Um, yeah, I mean, at sixes and sevens uh, podcast is is that one, and then the Deuces podcast. Um, that is, those are both the handles on Twitter, um, or you can look them up on Facebook as well. So um, just look for the Deuces podcast when you are doing that. It is not about the HBO show The Deuce. We have to tell people. That. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll make this even easier for them. Just go into the description of this podcast, and they'll be all there. So. Thank you. <laughs> It'll yeah. be that easy. Now, today, we're going to be talking about something that we haven't actually mentioned at all, but it's pretty cool. It's about collecting Pez. Now, <laughs> before just going into the hobby itself, mind describing what is Pez for people who might not know what it is? Sure. If you don't know what it is, where have you been? <laughs> I mean, Pez, Pez are little like toys that, that uh, are like spring loaded that you put uh, Pez candy in, and they usually have like a, a cartoon or some kind of person on the top as uh, as a head, and then you tilt the head back, and then you pull the piece of candy out, and then the next one comes up. Um, and so they've been around for a long time. They've been around, I want to say, since um, 1920s, maybe? I want to say that. And they started out um, mostly as like uh, mint flavor because they were supposed to help stop uh, smoking. So they actually uh, geared it towards adults and not necessarily kids. Uh, when when Pez first came out, so it's interesting you said that because before, right before watching or doing this episode with you, I was just watching a brief history of Pez, so I can sound le- like more informed on these episodes instead of being <laughs> that ignorant idiot just asking stupid questions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, 1927. You're right. I'm not the expert, but it was that, and it's kind of cool that it was used originally for stopping people how to smoke. And I think it came from a German word, which meant like peppermint, but they just shortened it. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And um, and I collected a little bit when I was younger. And then I got – and then I saved those that my parents gave it to me for. You know, like when you get too old and then your parents give you gifts, but it's just basically stuff that you collected when you were younger? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they gave me like all my Pez, my old Pez dispensers and then I was dating someone at the time and then I had to get, get rid of them. Like they made me get rid of them for some reason. Um, and I was like, sure, because you're blinded by love. Um, and then I started collecting about five years ago, but started collecting with my husband at the time. Cause I told him about that and he's like, there's no reason that you shouldn't, you should have to give up a hobby like that just because. So, um, we started collecting Pez and he actually, I think, um, loves it more than me. So I converted, um, and people who collect Pez are called Pez heads. Well, that's, that's cool. And so do you still own the first ones you have? And do you remember the first, first Pez you've ever had in your, not necessarily your collection, but ever had? Well, like I said, I got rid of most, like the beginning Pez's that I did have. So I don't have those original ones, but the first one I did get was Gonzo from the Muppets. And I thought <laughs> it was the coolest thing because, because of course Gonzo has that nose. So I'm, I'm always fascinated by like stuff that kind of protrudes weird. I know it's like, oh yeah, this guy's weird. But like um, just kind of uh, uh, different shapes like that. So I was just fascinated with when I was younger by Gonzo. So I had Gonzo. Then I started collecting. I had um, a lot of the Looney Tunes had like uh, Yosemite Sam um, because he had like a huge uh, cowboy hat. Anything that like made it like really taller or weirder, the better for me. 
So I started collecting those. So. And how big is your collection now? Right now, we're probably looking at, and, and our collection also includes packages like um, sets that come that has comes in like Star Wars sets or, or whatnot. Um, so you're probably looking at over 600 Pez dispensers, so about 600 or 700. Wow. And uh, I got to ask, do you, are you the type of person that takes it out instead, like places them on like a shelf or do you leave them in the package? Well, th- that's the thing. Like, um, it, it kind of depends on how we find them, where we find them. We have a lot that are out of the package. Um, the ones that we really like though, we like to get two of. So we have one that's out of the package and then one that's in the package or, or if they're in a set. And we want to have like, because we have a lot of the Star Wars ones, right? So they also come in sets, like sets based on movies. So like a lot of the the, the peripheral uh, Star Wars movies came out. So they did sets with that instead. So we have that, but then we have them individually as well. So it just kind of all depends on the Pez dispenser or how we find them, you know. And speaking about finding them, what is your technique on like searching for new Pez dispensers? What are the ones you're seeking? Yeah, I, when when I'm seeking them, I'm seeing I'm not like necessarily seeking the new ones. Um, I'm seeking like kind of the old, not the older ones. And I'll, I'll talk a little, a little bit more about how to distinguish the older ones from newer ones. A lot of there's a place because I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. There's a place. Um, I don't know if I can name drop places. Yeah, is that go ahead. <laughs> um, there's a place in the old market. It's called um, the Antic or not the Antiquarium. Um, what's it called? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it now. The Imaginarium. That's what it's called. And they have um, um, it's just a lot of like booths that have like uh, retro stuff. And there's always a booth that has a ton of Pez suspensers. So we just kind of like go through that. And it has like a big bucket that has them out of their package. And those can range from, you know, anywhere from 50 cents to like three bucks or or whatnot. Um, and then sometimes we go to thrift stores. Um, not often um, do you find them there. We've gone we've gone to kind of like an antique store and we found a big Ziploc. Like, you know, those big Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found one that was just huge and full of like there must have been at least 100 pads in there. And it was just full stuff with Pez. Any any repeats or were they all new? No, they were all they were all like old. Like when I mean old, I mean like, you know, like maybe five or ten years old, not too old. But they were there was maybe like a hundred in there. We got it for a really good deal for like 30 bucks. So we're like, yes. But the trick of it is when you are looking at places like that, like when you go to like an antique store and you want to look at places that have Pez or a retro store, you got to look down below. So you got to actually point your head down and your eyes down to the ground because that's where all the toys are going to be, of course. Uh, So that's where you got to actually look. And then you actually have to look. There's certain candies that look like they're pet suspensers, but not. It's really odd. And then you kind of like look through, like people have big boxes, just assorted pet suspensers. So, and then we go through those and, and look to see which ones we have and which ones we don't. And then we buy the ones, that, of course, that we don't. Now, this might be a really stupid question, but has it ever happened to you that when you found one of those Pez's, the candy was still inside? No, there's, there's, there's <laughs> times where the candy is still inside. It's disgusting. You just, obviously, you don't eat the candy. We've also, like, we've had, we've bought, like, cars. There's, like, a Pez car. 
that when you hit it, it moves and then a Pez pops out of it. We've gotten one of those before and they had to show us and there, there was old candy in there. So yeah, obviously you don't eat the old candy, but. <laughs> and uh, okay, speaking about the Pez car aspect, what is the most interesting Pez dispenser you've ever seen or actually have in your collection? Um, the most, I think we have, um, did we get it? I thought we got the discharge our Binks one that kind of has, maybe we didn't get that one. I swear we did where it's like his tongue sticking out and it like, uh, you press it down and, and, um, it's not necessarily a Pez dispenser, but it like, it, but a Pez shoots out of it. That's pretty cool. There's actually giant Pez's that actually hold the package candies. So they, they look like just really huge, gigantic Pez dispensers. But instead of holding the individual candies, they'll hold the package candies. And uh, we got a, like a big bird that plays Sesame Street when you tip its head. And uh, but I think my my favorite one of those is the robot from Lost in Space. And I love that one. If you had the chance, would you make that one, let's say, life size, like at least five feet tall? <laughs> Yes, any Pez dispenser that wants to be life size can be life size, in my opinion. Yes. Imagine the size of the candy. It would take you a full day to just like finish half of it. Yeah, it's like that scene in Honey I Shrunk the Kids when they like when they see the oatmeal pie thing. It's huge. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. That's exactly it. And uh, so you're speaking out. So that's your favorite one. Are what are your two second favorites? Like the top three. I'm guessing that robot is the top one. Yeah. What are the two other ones right below? Um, there's one that, um, Scrooge McDuck, it's just because I like ducktails, um, and I like his cute little glasses and the top hat. So I like that one. Um, and that's just a regular Pez dispenser. And then we found, um, a no feet Pez dispenser. Now, when I say no feet is that you can tell that a Pez dispenser is really old if it doesn't have any feet on it. And those are just more desirable for collectors. We don't have a lot of those, but we found at a flea market or um, an antique store. That's what it was. We found a Spider-Man that was um, no feet. And um, you can also tell it's um, an old Pez dispenser because the newer ones have a spine that kind of um, jets out while the older ones are flat. So that's how you can tell, like if it's, if if someone's because some people saw the the feet off and then pretend like it's a, an old pet dispenser. So that's a way of like finding out um, if one's fake or not. That one we got for like forty bucks, and we found out that it was almost a hundred. Wow, that's crazy. I can also imagine for the Scrooge McDuck, the only appropriate Pez candy you can put in there is green, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like coin kind of thing. <laughs> Actual solid gold bricks in like Pez form. <laughs> Do not eat those kids. Probably not nope. good. <laughs> okay, so this is a really tough question, but if you had the choice to make your own customized, let's say 3D printed Pez dispenser, what would you make? And let's say even what different shape, what shape would you make and what would be the head? Oh, okay. Um, I, probably an Andy Kaufman one, just because like no one, people would be like, no, there's no, there's no Andy Kaufman pet suspenser. Like I only have the, the, the only one or like someone that, you know, people think is dead. That's not dead. Or, you know, like Elvis is dead, but not dead. I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I, something like that, probably just something that's so obscure. Um, like I got excited when I found a Mr. Bean, do you know who Mr. Bean is? Of course. I found a Mr. Bean Pez dispenser and I was like, they make those, <laughs> but, but I found out that they, that there's actually, um, when, when it comes out with sets, 
that the Europe's that European sets are different than American sets. Mm. So collectors, they might have different ones. So like, for instance, like a Marvel one, like a Marvel set in, in Europe might have Black Panther, but yours here in America might not. And so you might have to go looking for that one in Europe. So you might have to go online and do some research. So who knows? Like, then that's just an example. I know that's not, I'm just making that up. But, um, but that's also interesting too, when you start collecting. And I didn't know that until we really got into the, the deepness of it. So. And speaking of which, what was the weirdest Pez dispenser you have ever seen? Like, is that really a thing? Like, I don't know. Uh, Audi car as the head of a Pez dispenser. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you, it's not necessarily the strangest Pez dispenser, but it's the scariest Pez dispenser I've ever seen um, a couple years ago because they all they do the holidays, right? One of the most um, actually one of the most uh, popular made Pez dispensers is Santa Claus, right? I don't think if you know that they've made more Santa Claus than they have any other character. But they also make Easter egg ones. And there's and this is uh, this is true in the Pez head world. They made this egg egg baby. And it's the most <laughs> the scariest looking thing you ever see. And there's like videos of it, like, you know, with like psycho uh, Alfred Hitchcock music. It's it's pretty funny. So but that's probably the creepiest thing I've ever seen is that egg baby thing. Is it kind of like blue with a yellow bib or something like that? Kind of like a weird Humpty Dumpty kind of thing. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That is quite creepy. It's got the weirdest stare, too. Yes, it just stare. <laughs> and, it, and the eyes move. I swear the eyes move at you. And is that part of your collection or no? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be in there. Now, speaking about not just only the Pez dispensers, but the candy as well. When it first came out, it was just peppermint. And throughout history, they have different flavors. What are your, what is the best flavor? And also what is the worst flavor? There's not too many flavors that they come up with anymore. Um, they used to experiment a lot more with flavors back in the day, but, um, they, they've made like a chocolate one, which I actually like. Um, but I'm not a big fan of the sour ones, uh, that have come out and that the sour ones actually come out with specific Pez dispensers with like their tongue sticking out. It's really weird. Um, so I don't really like those. Um, but you're right. Like when um, Pez, uh, Pez first came out, they were mint. Um, and also like there's also um, the first kind of Pez dispensers didn't have uh, cartoon characters or, or whatnot. What you know of Pez dispensers on them, they were just called regulars and they kind of look like uh, li- like lighters, like the, that you light your uh, your cigarette with. Hence the whole thing of trying to quit smoking, which pez was part of well at first they came out in tins i don't know if you know this like altoids but then they came out with rakes and the regulars are sought out with um collectors i don't have any regulars i just have um i have reproductions of regulars just stuff that's come out with uh anniversaries and stuff like that well if somebody has a regular and would love to send it to you would you accept it (laughs) yes i would and i will accept irregulars too as well (laughs) you'll accept anything And what I mean by irregular is that there's also there's also people that collect mistakes. So they might have yeah, actually have a, a mistake. Um, uh, Superman that was put in the package um, wrong. He, he's not facing the package. He's facing the card. <laughs> then there's like where it's supposed to be on the, on the card. It's like, say, the Muppets. And it's actually a transformer. Do you have any of those? I like I said, I have the, the Superman 
mistake one, but I don't have any of the the mistake card ones. And actually, those go for a pretty penny sometimes. So it's really weird, but they do. How did you find that one? Did you uh, like look it out? And- Walmart. And we just were like, um, okay, this is just uh, sitting there. No one's going to buy it because it's Superman's not looking at you. <laughs> Superman's shy. He's having an off day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, a question that popped up in my head. It's so talking about the candies as well. Has Pez ever made Pez gum? Yeah, I do believe they have. They've made lip balm. We actually have the lip balm. Uh, we obviously it's it's old lip balm. We don't use it, <laughs> but I swear they've made gum too. They've made a bunch of things. Um, they actually have something. We have one of these. We have a couple of these actually. They make Pez guns where you put it, you load it in like a gun, in in the kind of like you know thing and then you shoot the pez in your mouth and um, <laughs> this did not this doesn't bode well that's why they're they making me because you don't want you know to have people pointing a gun in their mouth so they discontinued those but they have those are those are sought out regulars too so we we got a couple of the the guns as well so they're they're fun to just like shoot pez at each other <laughs> did you ever catch any in your mouth like just whew, quick reflex <laughs> no i'm not good at like <laughs> Another random thought, I'm like, oh, you know what? I could see Pez making like, I don't know, like toothpaste capsules that just comes out. Like just most random things. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they they might as well. That's the thing about Pez though. Like if you think about it, like the candy wise, I mean, this is a candy that's been around forever. When you say Pez, most people know what you're talking about. I mean, that's a brand that's just in itself sells itself now. You know what I mean? A Hershey or Pez. You know what I mean? Like these these things are just iconic. You know what? It's... And it sounds strange, but when I say Pez, I can already visualize how the logo looks. It's it's weird. It's one of those things that you just it's ingrained in your head, kind of like Rubik's cube. It's just it's a classic. It's gonna be there. You don't have to ever see a Pez to know that you heard it from someone. <laughs> sure. And, and speaking of like the logo, there's actually um, I think it's an Incredible Hulk, where um, it, it it's actually worth more because um, if you look at a regular Pez dispenser. They'll have Pez spelled out like on the side, right? But one side will be will be Pez and it will be P-E-Z. And the other one will be – the other side will say Z-E-P. But on this one, it will say Z-E-P on both sides. Hmm. It's, um, it's another one of those things that like just collectors look for. It's a beautiful mistake. Yeah. And for you, what would you say is the best part about collecting Pez dispensers on a personal and emotional level? Sure. Um, I mean it's something that I get to do with um, – with my husband. So it's like something that I told him about it and he's like, sure, we'll, we'll do it. And so every once in a while, he's like, we're, hen- we're hunting Pez today. <laughs> we'll go hunt for Pez and then he'll go, do we have this one? I'll go, yeah, we do. Cause we probably do. And he, you know, and we have bought in some that we've, 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 we have before and we just keep like the duplicates that we do have. Um, cause we've never been to a convention before. Um, but we, we want to, and so one day, like they'll they'll let you um, trade like uh, the duplicates that you do have. Like they'll you can put them on like your hotel bed, and people will go around from like like from one to two. You can go to people's rooms and check out the Pez that they have and buy Pez from from people that uh, you have or trade. And so I'm excited about that. I want to do that for some reason. And um, oh, oh, we did take a trip in 2016 to orange connecticut and i know you're saying why orange connecticut (laughs) that is where 
the Pez Museum is located at. And um, it was made when we got there, we were because we drove, in, you know, to Connecticut um, all the way from, you know, landlocked Nebraska. And um, when we got there, it was just like I couldn't it was like I couldn't wait. Like it was like, I, uh, uh, you know, you're a kid in a cage. <laughs> they are. Then they have a big, you know, huge display and it's got all these Pez dispensers. I mean, they have every Pez dispenser, I swear, ever made. And, um, it was just, it's just one of those things where I just, I couldn't stop looking, you know, and he had to calm me down, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then he bought like 20 billion Pez there that we didn't have. So yeah, a lot of the ones that we don't have are the, um, athletic ones. So we're looking for those folks, the like soccer balls or the, um, football ones. We don't get a lot of those here. We get a lot of the cartoon ones. So. Well, if you're anybody who's listening who does collect Pez and would love to donate, give some Pez dispenser to Brad. <laughs> Once again, Brad is not going to say no. He's going to probably just share his collection with you and you can talk Pez and, you know, listen to this podcast at the same time while you do it. And then, you know, just have like a little party. <laughs> Where Pez heads stick together. Yeah, yeah. So that I, that I do that I have found out like a, that's why I want to go to conventions is that people are really have from what I've, I've heard are really nice to each other as far as the community is concerned as like, well, you know what? I have two of these Daffy Ducks. Um, I'll give you two of these for that. And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, like they're more open to do that um, as supposed to maybe some other uh, collectible items that are out there, uh, which I think is really, which, which I think is very inclusive, which is me, which is what I said at the beginning of me, Brad, conclusive, uh, <laughs> you know? So um, that I'm looking forward to. So one day we will go to a convention. So I'm looking forward to that. You know what I love about the uh, Pez collecting aspect is that it's not just the monetary value, but also the sentimental value that each Pez yeah. brings. Yes. Each Pez has a story. I can't tell you that story. <laughs> oh, my God. Like there was like what we do sometimes, though, is like I we've bought Pez for like our um, our nieces and they're going, oh, this is so cool. Um, it's just one of those things, like I was saying before, like everyone knows what it is, that uh, the novelty never wears off, that people go, yes, and they load it. I mean, it was one of those gifts that like right away they opened up and they were loading it and they were eating Pez. Man, nostalgia just hit me hard. <laughs> I just had a moment right there just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, what I used to do with Pez is like I would open them after I eat all the candy, like within five seconds, as all kids did. <laughs> you put it in and you take them all out, of course. I would like just open it and snap it open and just leave it fully extend and just have it there. <laughs> I used to try to like load it all at once. <laughs> There's like a certain way to do it, which I've seen people do, but yeah. As a kid, we were adventurous, just trying to figure out the best way to do it. The most efficient way so you can eat it faster anyways. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I gotta get candy. <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta get my sugar rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this question just popped up in my mind. So let's say it's a Mickey Mouse head. Does it happen quite often that the body comes in different colors? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, like when I was talking to you about that, that Spider Man, we actually found another one like that that's actually a yellow stem. So they, they actually have a yellow stem one and a red stem one. And depending on which one's more rare, um, one could be worth 120, and the other one could be worth like 100. Um, it's funny that you bring up the Mickey Mouse one. There's actually um, uh, some Mickey Mouse soft head ones that are very, very expensive and are very worth uh, collecting if you have the money to get them. 
um, because they're some of the first uh, Mickey Mouse ones that have kind of a soft head to them um, as opposed to just the hard head that you have. But yeah, they, they, there's some that do have like where they change the, the, the stems to make a, a different color. And that's just to, you know, screw with people uh, who collect as well. Uh, to get more money out of them too as well. Damn you, Pez. <laughs> Damn you for being so nostalgic, lovable, and collectible. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's, but it's also like, it's true. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld rarely smiles and is so joyful in Seinfeld, but yet when he has that Pez dispenser, he is smiling like anything. It is such a youthful thing that it brings people, it just brings a smile to people's face, you know? Now, this is an another odd question, but it's, you know what, my mind is just a bunch of odd questions on a daily basis. Have you ever seen or would like to see a Pez dispenser that is like, I don't know, uh, thumb activated in another sense, like, you know how your smartphone unlocks when you put your thumb or something like that? So like a Pez dispenser that's kind of electric, when you just like touch a certain spot, the head just pops up and then the Pez comes out? No. <laughs> don't ruin something that's that's like not broken i mean you just, the whole point is like tilting the head and sometimes i'm like oh you're tilting the head like giving cpr kind of thing mm. but you're not <laughs> you're just eating a snack candy like, tilting the head and like you know biting the candy and getting the candy i don't know i'm like i don't think i'd like that no no as a kid were you the type of person that would eat directly from the neck or like take it out i used to just eat through from the neck <laughs> from the, you're from the neck yeah i just go in for the bite you were giving hickeys to your pez dispensers <laughs> It was more intimate. It was a close relationship. Donald Duck Pez dispenser. Never you mind. <laughs> um, basically, I was uh, kind of both. I, you know, uh, you know, but it was just me though. But yeah, no. And I like the the thing about Pez candy is it's actually good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be different if I didn't like Pez candy too, as well. You know, and some people who collect it don't like the the candy. I'm like. Why? <laughs> Just give me the candy. <laughs> uh, do you have in your collection a glow-in-the-dark Pez dispenser? Yes, I do have a couple glow-in-the-dark. I think in Star Wars, uh, G- uh, General Grievous glows in the dark and also the Emperor glows in the dark. Those are the two that glow in the dark. I think I might have a Star Trek as well that glows in the dark, but I'm not for sure on that. And there's a skeleton too that glows in the dark and a ghost. That's cool. And uh, now for a little darker side, because Pez is anything but dark, it's happiness and good memories. What are some misconceptions about people who collect Pez? Uh, misconceptions about the people that collect it? Yeah. No, I, well, I mean, I don't really know that many people that collect Pez besides us. Um, so I guess maybe that they have so many Pez dispensers that they can't keep them in one room i don't know and um <laughs> we're actually we're actually are building because we just moved into a house like maybe a couple of years ago and we're putting them in kind of a game room area we when we started we had to like we we bought like a like a glass cabinet thing and then we had to get two of those and then we had to get three of them and uh and now we're gonna build like a kind of like a wooden thing on a big wall to kind of display a lot of them and then put the packages in, in those i don't really know maybe that they're weird or they're crazy or they like to give donald duck pez dispensers hickeys i don't know that's just me (laughs) (laughs) if that's the case then i'm super weird and i'm proud of it (laughs) i you should be proud of it the the weirder the better i i say i mean we're you know you you only live once just go for it yeah go for that hickey donald duck deserves it (laughs) yes (laughs) he needs love too (laughs) 
<laughs> he's not wearing pants, but when he gets out of the shower, he's towel. What's with that? <laughs> now this just became a sensual Donald Duck episode. <laughs> it just makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and uh, for you, what has collecting Pez dispensers taught you in life? I don't know. To be a little bit patient about finding like certain ones. We don't necessarily like to go because you can go online, obviously, and buy whatever you want in online land. So, and that includes pest dispensers, obviously. But we like to find them in the wild, like we like to say. So, um, just if we're looking for like a specific one, being very patient about finding maybe a complete set. It took us forever to find like Maggie Simpson and the Simpsons ones, but we did find her eventually. So probably that and probably learning that and like learning to uh, to uh, share my love with Pez with the person that I care about the most. So, yeah, that's cool. I love how it brings you two together. And it's a hobby that you both really enjoy. I wish I had my. <laughs> yeah, we, do a lot. we like make pies together, too, which I never thought I'd be doing that. But we do that as well. It's, it's very eclectic what we do uh, together as a, as a couple. Um, but I, th- I think it's important to do that. If you're any anyone listening, find a hobby with the person that you care about the most with just just one hobby. It doesn't need to be a bunch of them. And um, and do that. Do that as much as you can until you get annoyed by <laughs> Well, I'm trying to get my wife on this podcast, but she doesn't want to. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's fine. That's her hobby. Her hobby shows she used to... Uh, when she was in Korea, she was in a band, she played piano, and she just started picking up painting and sketching. But she still doesn't want to come on because she's like, you know what, you do your thing. But I painted with her a little bit and, you know, I enjoy her time. We like hiking together. So Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good. Hike together. I was going to say, do you play a musical instrument? I produce music, yeah. <laughs> you produce music as well? Yeah. So that we connected on that as well. Like, I always ask her for advice because she has a good ear. Like after I edit a podcast, I'm like, hey, how does this sound? Or when I'm creating a new instrumental, I'm like, hey, honey, what do you think of this? Or how does this sound? She's like, okay, well, she gives me advice. And no, I love it. We did a pie pop up uh, here in Omaha once and uh, we raised uh, $300 for the uh, the Omaha Food Bank and uh, had like seven boxes of food. It was amazing. It was great. We made like 13 pies and it was, we'll never do that again, but it was crazy, but it was fun. You know, you're just making me hungry now, right? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of pies? I have to ask. You don't. I mean, they're crazy. There is a marshmallow mermaid pie that we've made from the movie Waitress, if, if anyone knows that movie or musical. And then there is, um, I, I make an unforgettable peanut butter pie, which is amazing. Do you know what cookie butter is from Trader Joe's? Let's pretend I don't. <laughs> okay. If you don't, it's like a, it's like a spread. It's like a kind of a, like like a n- n- Nutella, but like with like kind of gingerbread kind of cookie kind of smell to it. Uh, I make a, a cookie butter pie that uh, is kind of the denseness of like cheesecake kind of in, in that vein. Uh, we actually make fruit. So we like fruit pies. But we uh, we actually put like cheese in the crust, so we like poach them and like wine, and then put like like a pear Gruyere. So it's like we put Gruyere cheese in the crust, and then we poach the pears with wine. And then we do it that way. We we go all out. All right. So for the listeners or the audience that are listening to this, uh, you just got a daily dose of Pez and also pies. So that's two hobbies. You're lucky. Usually we just talk about one. 
<laughs> but no, that's awesome, man. The the show um, Pushing Daisies, we actually got that recipe from that. So there's like a lot of the stuff that we got from like certain shows. We're like, yeah, let's try to make that. And so we do that. That's so cool. I would love to have you back on for pies. I mean, uh, talking about pies, not just eating pies. I, I would love to eat pies too, but <laughs> yeah, I think him is uh, probably the better person to ask with, with that one. So, well, there you go. Well, we'll set that up. But now back yeah. to the Pez, because I'm oh, sure what we were talking about. We were talking about <laughs> dispensers. All right. <laughs> yeah, that thing, you know, the things where you give Donald Duck a hickey. Yeah, that stuff. Uh, so uh, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? I don't think it's like, I don't think it's necessarily escape to reality for me. I think that um, I will share this with people. I have before. I've given Pez dispensers to the people I work with. Like, like if um, someone's having a bad day, like I'll find a Pez dispenser, like at a, at a store, like I know where to find them now and I'll go and get one. Like I've got, I gave a Wonder Woman one to this lady I work with because she was having a bad day. She's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, you're Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah, no, I want to share it with the world, share it with the world. We heard it here first. Brad is a sharing, caring man and he's got a pest for you. Well, I don't, no, no, you don't need to buy a pest for everybody. Don't, that'd be crazy. But, <laughs> but, uh, he's got a pest for you at heart in spirit. There you go. He's got, he's sending you a virtual <laughs> pez. He'll send you a picture from Google or something. <laughs> I will. I would never, I don't know because like I've, I've also like seen where people put like their own head on a pez. And like you can't do that through Pez, like I we've we've looked it up. Like they won't let you because obviously they got to go through licensing and all that stuff. So you can't really do that if you do do that. You got to go through like a three D printer to do that. We've seen where actually um, people are trying to sell stuff that is that are like fake Pez, just like that they put some some different head on to another uh, Pez and are trying to sell it. And we're like, nope. It's not one that's not real. You got to go with the authentic real stuff because that's, that's the good stuff. And the candy is good. You can't beat that candy. I got to give me that candy. That's <laughs> a good catchphrase. Uh, so, yes, another weird question, but has collecting Pez dispensers ever stressed you out? No, no. Maybe the car ride to Connecticut stressed me out, but that was about it. Okay, on the flip side then, have you ever broken a Pez dispenser by accident? Yes, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one I broke once. And that's okay. There's a million of those. No. But uh, yeah, no, I have broken one. Okay, so you didn't try to fix it. You just like, all right, it's broken. I'll just get another one, right? No. I mean, there's no point. You can get those. I mean, it's different. It's like it's one that you can't really find that you've been looking for. But you don't really take those. I used to take them out like the ones that, um, that I knew that weren't too expensive to take them to work every once in a while. Um, and it's like, there's like no calories in these things. In <laughs> so I'm just saying people, you need a quick, you know, snack. Another really stupid question. But if you celebrate Halloween, have you ever dressed up as a Pez dispenser? No, but we did. Ha- we did actually, they came out with like small Pez dispenser, like Halloween, like bags that we saw at Walgreens. And we did buy a couple of those. And this was the first year for us for Halloween. And um, we didn't have a lot of kids this year. It was really odd. But um, uh, most of the kids were like, Pez, nice, awesome. <laughs> we actually, a, lot, a lot of kids take the Pez dispensers. That's so cool. Yeah, it's because it's it's a toy after you eat it. You don't eat the actual dispenser. You eat the candy inside. But I'm saying it's an awesome toy that you can play with afterwards and have stores. I remember like doing little stores with it. 
And uh, what was your biggest challenge when you first started collecting Pez dispensers? Getting over how expensive some can be. <laughs> can be. There are people that are, are trying to, to sell you some that are probably not as expensive as you think. And that just comes from people thinking that stuff from the 80s is old. And, and stuff from the 80s is old, but it's not. But for something that's been around for a long time like Pez, that's nothing compared to like 1920s or 1950s. And so probably that aspect, like knowing um, how much to spend on it uh, on one specific Pez dispenser, because um, we have bought in like Pez dispensers that are like 25 bucks. And it was a good deal because like online they were going for like maybe 40 bucks. Um, but you do your research and, you know, you you uh, you figure it out. But uh, it's like I went to a, a garage sale once and some lady had a whole bunch of 80s records and she was selling the records for $20 a record. And this was before the Vogue of like vinyl when it was coming in fashion. And I said, I'll give you 20, 20 bucks for all of these. And she goes, but they're old. I go, they're not that old. <laughs> and I was like, they were, were seriously, it was like men at work and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not even worth like 20 bucks, you know, because they're all scratched up. I'm like, no. So, and, you know, just uh, the monetary value of it can, can get expensive just like any hobby. So, yeah. Now, is that still the same challenge today or do you have a new challenge? Challenges uh, that we have now are displaying them because there's so many of them um, and just kind of getting because we haven't really displayed them since we've moved to the new house. So getting them to display and then inviting people over and, go, and having them go, oh, wow, you have that many. So I think that's the biggest challenge now. And for people who might be interested in starting to collect Pez, do you have any word of advice for them? Don't do it. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> just find a, like, go to your retro store, go to maybe even Goodwill, um, go to any of them, of, of these places. Even go to Walmart. There's like $1.70 something at Walmart. Just start collecting the ones that you like, like the characters that you like to begin with, and then go from there if you want to go even even more. But uh, I would start with kind of the characters you like. And then also, if you're getting used Pez dispensers and you want to use those used Pez dispensers, please clean them out. Even though it's a hard candy, it can get dirty. Uh, like you said before, it's always good to find some clean ones. If they're not clean, clean it and then put some candy inside. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again. Do you have any social media links or websites or projects that you love to have people come check out and support you? Like I said, those uh, if you want to check out those podcasts as well um, that uh, that I do that I'm starting, um, I am starting uh, the one uh, called At Sixes and Sevens. I've titled it uh, At Sixes and Sevens because it's a slang for just chaos. That's what that means. So it's just a bunch of different like one to five minute things that don't belong together. I've put them all together and uh, and have made a variety show out of them. And uh, every show is going to be kind of weird and different. And uh, I love it. Um, so look at that one up. And the Deuces podcast. Look at that one up. That's a movie review podcast that deals with uh, only sequels. Only the second installment of sequels. Not the third or fourth or fifth, but the second, the Deuces podcast. 
That's perfect. I'll put all that information in the description below so people can go find it very easily and support you. And then, uh, yeah, I just love the topics. I love the way you just tackle these new perspectives on how to do a podcast. That's uh, way to go, man. I like to challenge them. Like, I really do like to challenge the medium. We've done ones where, well, like when I was talking about the other one where we've done the whole episode backwards or we've uh, we've done a Groundhog Day episode. Um, we just kind of like to challenge the medium. I think there's a lot of like, not that there's anything wrong with, um, say, true crime podcasts, but there's so many out there that I'm like, well, uh, I'm not going to, I'm never going to be anything like that. So I might as well be different and kind of distinguish myself that way. So, well, believe it or not, this podcast right here is actually a true crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, who killed Donald Duck? And all those- <laughs> who gave him the hickey of death? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, for the last question, I asked this at the end of each episode, do you have any questions for me about collecting Pez dispensers? Yeah. Well, like, okay. So have you ever had a Pez dispenser? Like you ever bought one or had one gifted to you? And do you still have that? I definitely did have a lot of them as kids, as a kid, as kids. I mean, as a child, as a kid, uh, but no, I don't have any more. And I, I wish I remember like which ones I had. I'm sure I picked them because they were cool. Probably some Disney ones as kids, as they all. I feel like every kid got a Disney one at one point. Uh, Star Wars, um, The Lion King, I probably had as well. But that's Disney. I don't know. I didn't really venture out, but if I were to get one, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a 3D printed one. If it was like if Pez, Pez, if you're listening, if you have the option to make customized Pez dispensers and do a delivery. I'm definitely interested. Um, Brad, would you be interested? Um, possibly. Yeah, I'm <laughs> interested in everything. Hey, um, by the way, the CEO of Pez, he's called a president. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm not making that up. It's it's, it's true. Is there a vice president too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, that'd be great. That's awesome. Yeah, and just like one more question. Like, would you ever gift like a Pez to someone just to see the reaction of uh, this nostalgia of Pez? Now that I've talked, about Pez? I would for sure. Like I would have to try to figure out like uh, what my friend likes or let's say my wife, she likes a Korean group called BTS. If they made like like the BTS care like people's heads into a Pez dispenser, I would definitely gift that and she'd find me, she'd find it stupid because I give her like the weirdest things. Like I gave her weird things, but she's like, oh, she hated at first, but then she would love it. That's the, t- that's the type of person she'd be. It's funny you say that because like even like you, because I said it's European, but like even the over in uh, in Asia, their Pez is like they had different um, Pokemon Pez for a long time that you couldn't get here, um, which I'm like, oh, so, you know, when we have a friend in Tokyo, we're like, get us those Pez dispensers. Is there one Pokemon that you really want as a Pez dispenser? I don't know Pokemon. That's more. <laughs> I could. I um, Pikachu. The, <laughs> Pikachu, right? The one that uh, breathes fire. Is there one that breathes? Fire? I don't. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they all. They all do, right? <laughs> I guess. Sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan of Pokemon, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, the, the game have, you, have you ever had anyone on that does the Pokemon? I haven't had anybody on who does anything related to Pokemon yet, but I did have a friend on who plays Nintendo video games. Okay. Do you have somebody that does Pokemon? <laughs> well, like, what were those one things? They were like circle things that people played. They were kind of like, po- not Pokemon cards, but they were like, I can't think of it now. Kind of like uh, Beyblades or Yu-Gi-Oh! Pogs. Pogs. That's what they were, Pogs. <laughs> oh, I loved Pogs. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I had them. I, 
it's so much force. I'd throw them on the ground. So for people who don't know what pogs are, because probably nobody has them anymore. Like it's not something that they create as much. But back in the 90s and maybe early 2000s before that, pogs are actually derivatives of bottle caps. So that's the. Invention. Oh, yeah. So it started off by people collecting bottle caps and they turned it into like a pog thing. It's a game where you collect and had like cool like designs on them. It was fun. It was fun. I really loved it. Now it's just this just became a pie episode, a pog episode, a Donald Duck hickey episode. <laughs> With P in it. Yeah. It's just this is the episode for every hobby. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, and I like uh yeah, you know, I like talking to about different people's hobbies, so no, but thank you so much. Yeah, well, so there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Brad, for just coming on and just going on every topic. I just had a flashback from nostalgia. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And I loved talking with you today. So if you guys want to learn more about Brad, I'll put all the information in the description below so you can go follow him, support him, listen to his podcast. He has a lot of them. So you know what? Listen to his first, then come to mind. If you're already at the end of my episode, well... Pause it right now. Go listen to his and then finish the last like two minutes of this one. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like this podcast and want to share it with people, by all means, do it. And if you want to leave a review, good or bad, I appreciate it. It's, you know what? Reviews are reviews. If it's bad, it helps me grow. And of course, I'm selling merchandise. Uh, if you're interested for Time for Your Hobby logo on stuff random stuff absolutely random stuff like a coffee mug and socks why not uh the link is in the description below it's sold on redbubble and uh yeah so once again thank you so much brad thank you so until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care